Cuphead and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here on a Sunday. Hope you're all doing well. Kind of a lazy Sunday. I kind of like those. More time to study lines and just work on stuff. Got the boys here, so they're doing what the boys do. Okay, first up, we have a voicemail from, I think, Colin from Spike Pit. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, oh, shell game. Everybody having a dig at goblins, is? We ain't stupid. Hey, and who? What's this? Buckers? We ain't buckers neither. What's that with And... Well, I am an actual, I am a sound engineer. I'm a structural engineer. I can dig out, can't I? <laughs> Thank you, Colin. That's Colin from Spike Pit there. I guess I had a little goblin protest from my last episode about goblins digging underneath towns. But thank you anyway. I always appreciate the voicemails. Okay. I kind of wanted to do something different today, different but similar to what we were talking about before. I I really didn't talk about making connections. I kind of inferred and maybe suggested a few things in other episodes. But one of the things I really love about this hobby is being able to make connections. I'm not just talking about people, but connections when I write up a scenario. Because... I get a few things and then my mind starts working and starts connecting them together. It's great just to take some random words and or a place and something else just randomly and just try and connect the whole thing. Cuz I can get I can get a pretty good plot out of that. And what I do online is I know a couple of places where I can do just random word generators. They're for, it's mostly for writers of fiction or any other kind of writer. I, I always lump game people who write adventures as writers. So what it does is I've got this one site where you just press a button and it gives you up to eight random words, nouns, verbs, adjectives, adverbs, all that kind of stuff. And you just, I just look at that, and I don't always take all eight of them, but I look at them and I go, let's pick and choose like four or five of these. So I take four or five, and then I write them down, and I go, okay, what can I do with this? And then I start, my mind starts working, and I may take a couple of reference books off my game shelf and just go to town. And I've gotten some really good, the, the slush pile stuff I've been doing, that's come out of that. Some of those have come out of that. And I decided to take down the 1E AD&D Dungeon Master's Guide and have a little fun with the tables and see what I can come up with. Now, one of the best things you can do is to follow what they call the newspaperman's credo, which is five questions. Who, what, when, where, why. That'll suffice for an encounter and even a whole adventure because you've got the the bare bones of what's going on right there. Remember me talking at length about making frameworks and not plots. This is a great way to make a framework, because you've got all the information, who, what, when, where, why, on your side. So then the players bring it. 
they bring it, and that's how the plot happens. So, I pulled out my 1E DMG here and wrote a few things down here based on who, what, when, where, why. Now, I'm mainly using the appendix tables in the back because that's where the creativity really happens. And it's a combination of the appendix tables in the back and a few, a couple other things that you have to determine on your own. So what I come up with, I'll just go down here. Who? Okay. Who is in the, who is, who, who's the main character, not the main character, but who's, what is it, a revolve around NPCs, whatever. Uh, I pulled out Appendix P, if you want to do humans, creating a party at the spur of the moment, which you don't have to go through the whole thing, but you can maybe roll a couple of dice. Roll a couple of dice and find out, oh, we have a party here that has a cleric, a thief, and a fighter in it. Or we have this party here that made up all thieves or whatever. And you can add as much detail as you want if you want to roll on the charts and all that kind of stuff. And that will give you the who. And if you want to do other things like monsters that may be revolving around the plot, of course, you roll on appendix. You go to appendix C, random monster encounters, or appendix D, creatures from the lower planes. But I found something easier to do because that's a lot of stuff. And if you want to boil it down to just tables, there's appendix L, Conjured animals, because this is for like the monster summoning spells and such, and you can do it that way. Those are normal animals, and then you go next to Appendix M, Summoned Monsters, if you want something more fantastic, like uh, Lycanthrope, a Gorgon, uh, Peritons, up to Dragons, and you know, you can do that. And okay, let's go to the what. All right, and back to the Conjured animals again. What is going on? That's where you got to use your brain a little. Okay, say you rolled a conjured animal or a party. What are the What's the party doing? Are they evil? Are they trying to take over a town? Are they trying to steal something? What? And monsters, are they terrorizing an area? Are they just out there to be hunted for sport? You know, you start thinking about that. And use the conjured animals table and the summon monster table again for that. Now, the when. If you want to get real specific, and I don't, because my I never think about, unless it's revolving, the plot's revolving around something like a holiday or a festival, mine usually take place in some time of the year. And there's a few plots that if it's a certain area, which is like, say, the frozen north, well, you know what you're going to get. You're going to get ice and snow and things like that. But if you want to pin it down to a certain date, what you can do is, I'm assuming if you have a calendar for your for your group, you can probably pick a time in the calendar that suits you. And then if you want to really pin it down, let's start with the season, roll a D4, that'll give you spring, summer, winter, fall. Then if you want to go further, do a D12 for the month, and if you have a D30 for the day. Now, that doesn't that doesn't really, depending on your calendar, I think a D30 would be enough. You know, you got a 31 day, in the regular calendar, 31 days and a month, some, some months, but you can like kind of fudge it. If you want to do that, do a plus one or something like that. 
But that's the way how to how to pin down the when. Where this is this is where it gets interesting. Two chart, three charts. One appendix A, random dungeon generation. Of course, if you want to be, if it takes place in a dungeon, that's the pl- that's the way to go. I'm not saying you have to make a dungeon out of this, but just start look either looking at the charts or rolling on a few charts to see what kind of a underground place you do get and you can place stuff there and i'll get to placing stuff there in a minute or appendix b random wilderness encounters or rather random wilderness i believe it's i I was gonna say that you got the regular monster encounters for that Uh, it's random wilderness terrain now terrain can go a long way in defining whatever adventure it is because it's just it gives you the feel of it that would be where and also the appendix I dungeon dressing. I like to use that to maybe look at it and see what's in a dungeon as far as like, you know, random things. And you could actually use those in a plot or something. The uh, <laughs> the shoe of the mighty warrior just happens to be sitting in the uh, lair of this monster or something, you know, something like that. Anything that gives you inspiration. And the why? Any and all above. That's where the creativity comes in. Why is this happening? you got to figure it out. So you've got the who, what, when, where, and now you can figure out. the. That'll help you figure out the why. And the why is what makes connections. You do this like two or three times. Uh, say you do it for like a, a overarching adventure. Okay, fine. And then you drill down a bit. Drill down a bit and... Do it a couple of more times, and then things will start to click in your head. At least for me, that's how I do it. Things start to click in my head, and I start getting like NPCs and motivations and things like that. That as I mean, this book, the One E Dungeon Master's Guide, has been praised to high heaven about just the mere creativity you can use for it. But this is one way to do it. And once you start drilling down into an adventure, you can understand the why. And the why is very important, as I've I've just told you. Because that gives motivation. That tells you what NPC, why NPCs do the things they do. That tells you what's going to happen if the PCs don't show up. See, that's the whole point of doing a framework. This You can plan and plan and plan until the cows come home. And... The players won't do what you think they're going to do, so you jettison the plan. What it is, is you plan out the framework. You plan out like this and drill down. You know it's not always going to happen that way. In fact, the bad guys are always, most of them, most of the time, unless they're really smart, will just plan this way and just assume it's going to happen this way. When the that's why you shouldn't get really frustrated. You really shouldn't get frustrated as a dungeon master when the PCs don't do what you think you're going to do and they're bypassing all this stuff because the villain's going through the same thing at the same time. What? What? These these guys stop me from getting a ship. What? Well, take care of it. And then that modifies the framework that modifies the plot because it's going to happen. This whole thing is a setup to see what the PCs will do about it. So you got to understand, this is why I'm, this is one of the reasons why I'm mostly against railroading. 
because it's a it's a it's like a petri dish. It's like that old game of life where you put a dot down and things scatter. That's what this is. It's a it's a petri dish experiment. Well, if you want to think of it clinically like that, yeah, it's an experiment. But taking charts like this and tables like this and this book and a good dose of common sense, you can practically make anything like that. Okay. Go thou, do likewise. I got to start my day. So, remember, if you want to talk about this, discuss it, send me a voicemail at Anchor, or you can send me an email at oldmangrognard at gmail.com. And this program is, it is monetized. So, if you'd like to throw me a few bucks as little as 99 cents a month, you can support this program. And I would be thankful and possibly maybe make this even better so okay until i see you folks next time keep the dice warm and i'll talk to you later bye questions comments send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com we'll see you next time when radio grognard is on the air